As always, pray asking the Lord's grace and mercy to continue to be poured forth upon us. Come Holy Spirit, as always we give you permission to do, Lord, what you desire to do. Pray that you would make our minds and hearts and souls fertile soil of the gospel, that your word may bear great fruit in our lives. Illuminate these scriptures and these mysteries for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Today in this homily, I don't have uh, some nice little story or kind of neat introduction, just some basic thoughts on pride and humility from the gospel. And there's a lot that we could say about these two. Humility is the, the, the ground, the foundation, the root of all other virtues. And pride, in a sense, really is kind of the ground and the root of, of all sin. So there are these foundational things in the spiritual life and in the moral life. And today, Jesus gives us this parable about these two people who enter into prey. And there's really one foundational difference. Where is their attention directed? Where is their attention directed? Like, this is the question, and this is the question to be applied for us, not only in our prayer life, but in, but in the whole of our lives. Like, ultimately, foundationally, where are our eyes, are our heart, is our intention, attention direct? We have the Pharisee who comes into the temple, and, and because in the Scriptures many times, the Pharisees not living according to how they should, and Jesus rightfully so calls them out, we have this negative view of Pharisees. But at the time of Jesus... It was a really positive view. Like these were, were, for the most part, a lot of times, not all the time, clearly because Jesus is really, really harsh with them and rightfully so many times, or every time, that they were respected for being the leaders of the community in the religious community. So when they come, Jesus is telling this parable and this guy comes in and they're like, okay, well, this guy's going to be doing it right. But, but notice, it says he positions himself to prayer and then here's the key piece. He prays to himself, which is not really prayer. He's just talking to himself, and he's using the word, oh God. But he prays to himself, and he says, thank you, God, that I'm not like all these other folks, all these terrible sinners, and especially like that guy over there, right? And these are all the cool things that I do. Now it's it's good that he doesn't commit those particular sins, right? But his ultimate sin is the pride. And he's really made himself his own God. Because he is turned upon himself. He's looking upon himself and he's comparing himself. I mean, pride is a lot about comparison. He's comparing himself to everyone else and thinking like, man, I am just the bomb. Like I'm doing all these things and nobody else is doing this. So, so here I am. Look at me. And truly, he has no right relationship with God. And he has no right relationship with his brothers and sisters. He can't see God for who he is. He can't see himself for who he is. And he can't see other people for who they are. Because he's so caught up in his pride. 
his attention is directed to himself. Whereas the tax collector comes in, he says his head is down, his head is bowed, and he's beating his chest. He says, oh God, be merciful to me, sinner. And the key piece to this man is that his attention is directed to the Lord. That he's looking upon God. And ultimately, you know, we might look at this and say like, oh God, this guy's just being really harsh on himself. And, and he's not. He's placing himself before the Lord with great confidence. We can see that he's directed to God and at least has some understanding that the Lord is merciful. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been there asking the Lord for mercy. Otherwise, he wouldn't have showed up in the temple with that man. If God's God's not merciful, God doesn't care about me. I'm not even going to go in there, right? He might strike me dead, you know, this false understanding of the Lord. But he goes in with an understanding of who the Lord is, like a certain perfect, no, but a certain understanding that God is merciful. So I will ask him for mercy. And because he's looking at the Lord, there's a revelation of two things here. One, a deeper revelation of who God is as a merciful Father. And secondly, he can see his own sin rightly in light of God's mercy. Like, hey, Lord, I I did sin and I need your mercy. I'm unworthy of it like all of us are. But if if we look at our sin while looking at the Lord, right, we should never look at our sin by ourselves. Because we're going to do one of two things. Either justify it and say that it's not really sin and it's not that big of a deal. Or we're going to be really, we're just going to beat ourselves up and beat ourselves up and beat ourselves up. But if we're looking at the Lord, right? If we're looking at the Lord, at the, the face of mercy itself of Christ, then we can see, oh my gosh, the goodness and the beauty of who the Lord is. And then our hearts can be convicted of sin, but knowing that God is merciful. And it's a real conviction of sin. It's a real sorrow. It's a real understanding of that. And it's beautiful. And then he leaves there, right? We, we don't know this. Jesus doesn't tell this. But he's having a genuine encounter with the Lord. And so he leaves there with, with a renewed desire. And maybe for the first time, we don't know, desire for his life to be changed. Because of this encounter with the mercy of God. And this is real Humility. Humility is about the truth, the truth of who God is, the truth of who I am, the the truth of my sin, the truth of God's mercy, the truth of the goodness that God has made me. Like, he leaves there knowing, like, the Lord loves me. And, and, And now I desire, I want my life to be different, to manifest the glory of that. Leaving with a joyful heart, man who entered in with genuine humility, Again, pride is a lot about comparison. I'm I'm looking at myself, and the way that I look at other people is not as other brothers and sisters of God, not as other people who have unique gifts and talents and charisms that God has given and rejoicing in that, but I'm in competition with them. And, And pride can manifest itself in two ways, right? If I'm looking at everybody else and I'm like, oh, I'm doing better than them, then, then, hey, I'm vain or I'm a narcissist, at least this particular moment. And then when I look around and I feel like I'm not doing as good as everyone else, then I can fall into insecurity. And I'm really no good. And we can see in this way that some forms or some times when we are insecure is really just a different form of pride. Because it's self-focused. It's comparison-based. 
and it's not looking upon the Lord. That I'm gazing upon the Lord and I'm, I'm aware of his great love for me, then I can understand the, the good way in which he has made me, the unique way in which he has made me, and that he loves me even in the midst of my sin. And that God's love for me is not about my performance, whether I'm doing really well or not really well. It's about the heart of God, which never changes. You've heard me say this before, and I'm going to say it again. Your sin can never change God. When you think and I think that I can commit one sin or a thousand sins that can make God stop loving us, man, that's a silly notion. We don't have that kind of power to change the infinite God. We do not. He is love, and there's nothing that can change that. When we come before him in great humility, then it's a new revelation of the Lord's heart for us and his love for us. And yes, and it's beautiful that he shows us our gifts and he shows us our sin and then we repent and we experience the joy of his mercy and go to live as sons and daughters of the Father in freedom. And then from that position, the position of humility, my brothers and sisters are not people I'm in competition with, but they are brothers and sisters who I rejoice at their gifts and their victories. So today, just a simple thing, right? When we go to prayer, when we walk around all day long, is our ultimate focus on myself. And if I see other people in competition with me, or is my ultimate focus on the Lord who loves me? on the Lord who is good, on the Lord who is merciful. And that's the ground place of humility. The God who reveals himself to us, who reveals us to ourselves, and helps us see our brothers and sisters in that light. As we come today to the Holy Mass, there's that part in Mass every single time where the priest holds up the consecrated host that is now the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And he takes the words of St. John the Baptist on himself, right, to say this, behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Let us see that this Lamb has offered his life for us, even in our sin, and that he loves us, and that, yes, he wants to come to him, confess our sin, receive his mercy, and leave renewed again as sons and daughters. Let us place our focus on Jesus and not turn in upon ourselves. That we can live in a real space of humility and know the freedom of the sons and daughters of the Father.